0: Hey everybody, this is Matt Carter, joined as always by Ethan McDowell for another edition of the Wolfpacker Show, more of a reaction show. It kind of had uh, gave Ethan a little bit of time to relax after the weekend before we recorded a podcast. Not a whole lot, but just a little bit. Um, and so we're going to be reacting to what well, was a big weekend for NC State football recruiting, but before we do that, let's um, get some housekeeping items out of the way, a reminder you can Listen to the podcast wherever you download your podcast. Um, and please, if you can, give us a rating or a review if you like the show, it helps us out. Also, if you're watching on our YouTube channel, be sure to be following us on YouTube. It's the Wolfpacker, all of our social media accounts are the Wolfpacker, so that makes it pretty easy for you. We're over 2,000 followers uh, on YouTube. You've been answering our call to to raise our profile, so let's raise it even more. And you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook as well on all of those uh, same uh, account, The Wolfpacker. And last but not least, um, we also want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Rogueshop.com. That's R-O-G as in girl, U-E-S-H-O-P.com. They have all your natural cannabis needs. These are safe, legal Products to use, and they could help you if you're suffering from anxiety, or you're having some restless nights, getting uh, uh, anticipating the upcoming NC State football season, or uh, maybe you're dealing with some chronic pain issues. It's a small, uh, small company, husband and wife led outfit. Uh, husband's a disabled veteran who believes in these products personally, personally, and also they have uh, real live people on a chat feature on their website. They're also on our message board. Uh, to kind of help you uh, guide towards what your uh, your best products may be. So give it a try. If what you're doing is not working, give them a try. So let's jump into it. This is going to be a football recruiting heavy show and, and really focusing on what happened over the weekend. We'll start with the not-so-surprising development, and that is on three industry four-star wide receiver Terrell Anderson from Grimsley High School in Greensboro, North Carolina, announcing his verbal commitment to NC State Come just about one week after his fellow four-star Jonathan Paylor from Cummings High in Burlington announced he was coming to NC State. So back-to-back four-stars. Ethan, I felt like you did everything to kind of prepare NC State fans for this looming announcement, including on our show last week. But now that it's official, official, uh, your reaction to adding Terrell Anderson on top of getting Jonathan Paylor last week and, and just the impact of it, and you can see it, by the way, as, I, as you noted on the uh, industry rankings for NC State, they have taken quite a jump nationally in, in the last week.
1: I mean, it was a huge addition. Um, you add Jonathan Paylor and Terrell Anderson, they are honestly arguably my top two receivers in the state definitely two of the top three so you go from having zero wide receivers in the class to having maybe the two best in the state guys you've prioritized for um over a year years in fact for both of them Um, joker phillips reached out to both of these kids when they were freshmen in high school and maintained that relationship and um it's good to see that pay off it's good to see that consistent effort payoff in a commitment or in this case two. And um, yeah, in Anderson's case, especially, I mean, he, he fits exactly what the Wolfpack needs. He's a tall guy. He can win 50, 50 balls, but he also, that he has no problem taking the top off a of defense. I've seen him play a couple times and um, I got on, on three's director of um, scouting and rankings, Charles Powers, take on Terrell. And he agreed that, um, he he's a kind of just a complete receiver. He can do a little bit of everything. He's a big guy, but he can he gets involved in the return game as well. Um he- is explosive as a kick returner. Um and he's just kind of everything you're you're looking for out of this receiver's class. Him and Paylor are gonna complement each other well. Paylor will be a slot guy, Anderson will be outside, and um it's a lot to be excited about. Um they're two guys that are very well known in the state and are going to be doing some recruiting for the Wolfpack as well. So yeah. And on top of that, he's a top 100 prospect and landing a top 100 prospect does a lot to raise your um, profile in the eyes of other prospects in this class and classes to come. You uh, I don't think uh,
0: fans understand your day on Saturday. It was quite, quite the day you, you went to the announcement and then, made a beeline to a jam- jamboree over at work Forest. But actually, your weekend got started the day before uh, on Friday. You actually got to see Anderson in person and um, had a chance to talk to him. You've seen him now play um, multiple mm-hmm. times, if I'm right. That- yeah. Correct. Yeah. So what's the scouting report? What is Ethan McDowell? If you're, if you're letting entry State fans look, let- so I got two questions. One, what was it, what's the scouting report on Terrell Anderson? And second, uh, you said top two, if not two of the top three, at a word. Who would be the yeah. other receiver, in your opinion, that's in the conversation with Jonathan Paylor and Terrell Anderson for best receiver in the state of North Carolina?
1: I'll answer the second question first. But I, I, I think, honestly, it's his teammate, Alex Taylor. I think he's probably my favorite receiver in the state. He's probably number one Mm -hmm. but um it's really close there's a lot of receiving talent in north carolina this year but um so the fact that grimsley has arguably the top two receivers in the state is pretty pretty nuts and then you they're kind of similar and they're both tall outside guys that um with good speed and can make a lot of plays but and then paler is kind of you know he's the slot guy incredibly explosive can make plays from the backfield as well so Different types of players, all dynamic athletes and recruits. Um, the first part, so yeah, I've seen Terrell twice for Grimsley and once for um, Cam Newton's seven-on-seven team. And um, one of the first things that stands out before he even takes a snap is he is he's he's huge. He's le- legit 6'3", maybe even taller. Um, he, I believe his listed weight is at 184 pounds. I wouldn't be surprised if he's – A little heavier than that now he he looks like jacked on the sidelines and on the field so he looks like a college ready receiver and that's a great sign because um I I wouldn't say a lot of the receivers you sign are physically ready for the college level before they even step on campus and then you know that strength and size it translates to the field um I don't think I've ever seen a defensive back win a one-on-one matchup with Terrell he um he can outphysical anybody. He's got the speed. He can beat someone right off the line. And um and he's quick too. Like there I noted in my scouting report on him on the Wolfpacker.com, but there was he was used in the screen game a lot when I saw him on Friday. And um they get to him quick. And usually what would happen is he was double teamed every play, by the way, but he would juke out the cornerback and then he would run through the safety. And that was pretty much every play. And it was just um, he's not scared of contact. He's an aggressive player and um, make guys miss, go through guys. Uh, I'm a big fan of his as a prospect, as you can tell. But um, NC State fans will like seeing him play. And he's someone I think could be on the field pretty early.
0: Also, a little nugget about Grinsley High School. if if You're wondering about Terrell Anderson and, for that matter, Alex Taylor's production. They're unique in that they got two elite receivers, but they also have a future power five quarterback throw, throwing them the football and Fajon uh, Brandon as well. So um, that means if you are in the triad uh, or, or in the vicinity of the triad, it might be worth got nothing else going on on a Friday night. It might be worth going to see uh, Grimsley in action just simply because um, sometimes when you have a receiver prospect, and I speak from experience, it's a hit or miss proposition because they're reliant, obviously, on their high school quarterback. Then you're not, you're not always going to have a team that has a capable, strong-armed high school quarterback to get them the football. Uh, John Brandon, if I'm right, Ethan, has an offer from NC State as well as oh, yeah. multiple other high profile power five, power four, whatever the case may be at the moment program. So um, he's going to get opportunity to show his talent this year. And that, that helped honestly, both Alex Taylor and Terrell Anderson. When you think about rankings, I know there's some questions of why he's on three so much higher on Anderson than maybe some other services, but bottom line, these other services are going to get to see Anderson at full capacity because he has a legitimate quarterback throwing him um, the football Uh, real quick before we switch to the uh, maybe a little bit more surprising development from the weekend. Yeah. The wide receiver board, we touched on it last time, so we don't have to go expansive on it, but uh, it, they got two of the top receivers from the state of North Carolina. And I guess we're going south of the border here to the state of South Carolina. That's where all eyes are on with uh, Jamar Boston from West side high in Anderson, South Carolina. And uh, Kristen Jackery, right from the uh, mm-hmm. down in the near Charleston uh, Hilton Head area of South Carolina, if I'm right. So, um, any in your opinion, without giving away too much, because listen, if you remember the website, you would have known Alex Taylor. I mean, not Alex Taylor, Terrell Anderson was likely coming to NC State for a while, but uh, without giving away any of that premium information, anything, maybe a quick summarization of. Where things stand with those uh, two receivers from the Palmetto State?
1: Yeah, so right now NC State's in a good spot with both of them. Um, Christian he visited for um, on just an unofficial in June. He stopped yeah. by there briefly for camp, and then I believe went on you know tour of the facilities and all that. And then um, Jamar he couldn't make it in June, but he came to that Alpha Wolf Showcase where he received an offer and. Um, I think NC state has a good shot with either prospect. Obviously Christian's still committed to UVA though. That's an important qualifier. And right now I would say Jamar's timeline is moving a little faster. Um, He's someone to watch, I think for, you know, early fall, maybe sooner rather than later um, as someone who could make a decision. Um, Virginia tech and old dominion are the other contenders there, but I like where NC state stands. Um, He's a receiver. It's kind of nice because you have someone with Jonathan Paylor who's going to be your slot guy. He's going to be your dynamic, big play, versatile um, receiver that c- Coach and I loves to coach. And then you have Terrell who's pure outside, you know, jump ball, deep route, screen plays, stuff like that. And um, Boston, he can do a little bit of everything. Um, if you turn on his tape, it, I, it, I'm not really sure what competition he's playing against, but um he, he looks like he has the speed to run away from guys. He's a legit six-foot tall. So he can do a little bit of everything. He played inside and outside at the high school level. So he's someone that, you know, you, you get the two guys with pretty defined roles, then you have a versatile guy. And um, I, I think he could be a really valuable member of the class if he decided to join. And then Zachary is closer to kind of um, Terrell where he's – um. He's either 6'3 or 6'4. He's another really tall receiver and um, kind of looks a little similar where um, his great hands, his first highlight on his huddle tape is him making just an absurd one-handed catch. But, um, yeah, so they're both good prospects, maybe flying a little bit under the radar, especially Boston is someone who's all of his offers pretty much came in the past few months. Um, So he's someone that could – pick up i think more power five offers if he keeps his recruitment open but i think he's getting ready to shut his recruitment down he seems pretty ready to wrap up his process so we'll see what happens two good prospects remaining and then they're continuing to evaluate franklin barrett jr out of wake forest high as well so yeah three names to watch and um they're taking at least three receivers this class could take four i think potentially but um they're taking at least one more so Keep an eye on that. Yeah. Um,
0: Before we move on to our next segment, also, I, I forgot to mention with Terrell Anderson, one of, one of the things I liked is Grimsley made it to the 4A, which is the largest classification in the state of North Carolina state title game. I believe they lost to Newburn, if I'm remembering yeah. right. But in that state title game, Terrell Anderson two touches were an 85-yard touchdown catch and a 98-yard kickoff return for a score. So, you're making big plays, and that is the definition of a big play. Extraordinaire, really. Um, Sorry about that, folks, with the uh, email there. Um, Then You're doing that in the state title game against the best in the state. That says something about you. So, it's not fluky production piled up against weaker competition during the high school season. So, uh, Ethan... I saw you retweet or repost or whatever the technical definition of it is now, um, an update from the Miami ticket sales. How did the game ticket ticket sales for Miami and NC State at Carter the Stadium going now?
1: Sold out. They got another. They have another sold out game. I believe it's five of seven now are um, sold out, and you're getting close to selling out a sixth. So, you know, it, thriving is I think the best word to describe it. Yeah,
0: so, listen, if you're an NC State football fan and you're starting to realize more and more, oh, no, I haven't gotten any tickets, I'm getting excited about this team, I'm buying in, and you're worried about that, because as Ethan just said, it's documented now. I think um, what were, uh, we recently told Ethan, maybe 35,000 season tickets have been sold this year. Um, so here's one way to to ease your concerns. Uh, and It's it's courtesy of our great supporter, new supporter of the Wolfpacker show, Game Time. Now Game Time is an outstanding app. I have it. I have it on my phone right here. I'm going to show you a little bit right there. If I hit that button right there, it's about to pull up. And there you see, Game Time app. And you can see I got it set on the NC State football games. And This is the Notre Dame game, if I'm right. Yep. Home opener. Now, this game's been sold out for a long time, right, Ethan?
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yes, as you can see Game Time still has tickets available. And you got the best deal, they tell you what's the best deal, they tell you what's the cheapest deal. And right now, these tickets are hot. $164 right now. But uh if you think that's too much, well, I can tell you something. Game Time guarantees that they will have the lowest price, or they will refund you 110%. So you can wait right up to game time. They will have the best deal for you pretty much right up to the, to the game. Um, and you can find the great deals and the best thing yet. Sign up now and use the promo Wolfpack, all capital letters, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. And this isn't just NC State football games. You can go to a concert or maybe a play or any a theater event. Any event that's a ticket event, they're probably going to have the deal for you. You go to gametime.co. It's not .com; it's .co. Gametime.co, and uh, download the app. Use that promo code Wolfpack the first time you go, and you get twenty dollars off that first order. So, um, basically, this is just a great opportunity, especially if you're an NC State football fan with one of the hottest home schedules of. Really, all time this fall. So, snag the t- snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Wolfpack all capital letters for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Wolfpack for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Ethan. Well, um, Saturday was busy. But probably more for the NC State fans out there, there was a little bit of a, uh, shall we say, pleasant surprise um, for the Wolfpack, who now have two Class of 25 commitments. And this one, uh, the reason why it was surprising is because this young man had already made one commitment, and it was to NC State's arts rival North Carolina. And it lasted less than, less than two weeks. Guts Ritchie, some like him at tight end, some like him at defensive line. I think NC State, I know NC State likes him at tight end. I think UNC was looking at D-line from Pittsburgh, North Carolina, right? Just south of the Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill area. And uh, weird recruitment in a sense, Ethan, that you talked to him after he visited for an Alpha Wolf Showcase. And I think you probably got a vibe that he was wrapping it up for NC State very shortly. The next day, he goes and visits UNC for their late summer big recruiting event. And obviously, a few days later, he went on a a podcast at a a UNC-affiliated website and made a verbal commitment to North Carolina. And then he flipped really quickly to NC State. So a lot of people are scratching their heads wondering what happened. Um You talked to Gus and you got a lot of information about it. Um, what happened?
1: <laughs> you know, this was a fun one to cover because it's so rare nowadays that you get a recruitment that's actually a complete surprise, you know, just with the way um, recruiting's covered so in depth nowadays. Um, it's very rare you get one that kind of shocks everybody and that, that's what this clip was. I mean, is someone I've talked to with a th- few times through his process. he's um, he has more offers than just about any other class of 2025 kid in North Carolina outside of a select few. He's got off- offers from everyone from Michigan, Georgia, Oregon, just nationwide recruit but um, and he went on like a nationwide tour this summer and when we talked earlier he, he had just stopped by NC State, and he told me, hey, I think I'm going to put out a top list and commit after my junior season. Well, then he visited for Al- Alpha Wolf, and that visit went so well that um, he, when we talked to him afterwards, he was like, hey, like, I, think I'm, I, I think I'm ready to make a decision. And, you know, when you hear that after a visit, you're like, oh, sounds like he's probably leaning towards state then. Well, that visit to UNC must have changed his mind he ended up joining the tar heels um and after that you know i didn't really like completely write it off cuz it's so early in the 25 class but i figured um it would be a while before um anything happened there that, that changed um uh, i started to hear some rumblings last week that NC state was trying to to flip him and um well they did um he, he ended up flipping to the wolf pack he told me that is pretty much the same day as he committed to UNC. He said he went for a walk that night, and just his mind started racing. And he, all he could think about was NC State. He said he couldn't sleep the next week, and he just sat up with his parents talking about, hey, I, I think NC State's the place I need to be. And, um, you know, NC State reached out to him frequently. They maintained that contact, make, made sure he knew that he was welcome in Raleigh. And um, that resonated with him, and he ended up, um, you know, making the flip. And that's he has bonds with so many members of the staff that it's not necessarily that surprising. He's very close with the coaches at NC State. He um, says he wants to play tight end at the next level, so that made NC State a good fit as well. And um, c- shoot, Coach and I loves him. Um, Richie told me he was the top guy on Coach and I's board, so you know, NC state gets another priority prospect and now they've kicked off the 25 class with its number one quarterback and its number one tight end targets, which I'd say it's, and that's probably pretty hard to beat. And one of those guys is a key in state prospect, probably going to be a top 10 guy in North Carolina who, um, you know, a lot of programs wanted and someone who's going to be able to recruit the state as well. So it's a very important pickup for NC state and, um, you know, it's great to get him in the class this quickly.
0: Well, will ask you a quick question with a quick answer. Do you know if he grew up at UNC or a NC State fan before? Because I thought I would read he might have been a UNC fan.
1: I th- I think I think he was, but um, I'm not sure if he has told me that or not. But yeah. I think so.
0: I just have a I'm just curious if there's a young man who was, you know, for the lack of a better way of phrasing. It may have been converted during the recruiting process in the sense of, you know, he might have been someone who always envisioned himself at UNC, but as he was recruited, grew to really grow fond of NC State, and just you know, had convinced himself NC State with the move and then went to UNC the next day and for a brief moment circled back home to that Quote unquote, the childhood dream is whatever you want to phrase it. But as he further away got from the decision, the more he realized, I think I'm an entry state guy now. And I, I just, you know, I just, and then so, this is a, a classic case of a 16, 17, whatever age Gus may be, young man who just realized his heart is in a different place and that there was nothing conspiratorial about this. This wasn't a setup. This was not a, uh, a, an attempt to pull one over on UNC or anything of that nature. It just was like, I don't know if there was a change of heart or so much of a realization of where his heart really was and kind of coming to a firm conclusion or agreement or whatever word you might want to use that I'm a wolf packer now. Yeah, you know, I, I used to be a Tar here but I'm a wolf packer now, and, and now I know I am. I, Somewhat similar to Peyton Wilson, although Peyton Wilson actually grew up a Duke fan. Um, You know, he kind of realized that the recruiting process went on and on. That I'm more comfortable at NC State. I've always been more comfortable at NC State. I just, I'm just now really realizing it that this is more the type of place for me than UNC is. And that may have been the case with Gus. Over time, he just may have realized, you know, NC State fits me better than North Carolina. I don't know. Did I, you get that impression
1: from him? That is absolutely the impression I got. Um, he he gave me a really, really great quote where he basically said, like, I think I look better in red, and he says he fits the culture here better. And, um, yeah, comfortable was the key word. He used that word a lot to describe the coaching staff. Um, his mother visited with him for Alpha Wolf, and it was so um, – she enjoyed it so much that at one point um, – she cried apparently either during or after the visit because um it seemed like such a good fit for Gus, mm-hmm. um, so I I think it just checked a lot of boxes and you're right I think it maybe you know got a little caught up in the flash of UNC because you know that happens a lot with prospects that it, it their visits are like really exciting and you know sure you join the class and then once you think it over once you think over. Where's the best place for you to succeed and um, pursue your football dreams? Um, he realized that was NC State.
0: So two commits in the class. The other being Will w- Wilson, uh, quarterback, as you noted before, out of Columbia, South Carolina. Reason a very unusual if you read my commitment analysis, which is available for premium subscribers. Uh, I go through the history of when the second commit of all of Dave Dorman's four recruiting classes happened, surprisingly, like within about a 10-day period in March is when like half of the recruiting class <laughs> the, the second-day uh, commitment. I don't know if that's kind of a start of a spring process and players going out and visiting schools with spring processes and then making decisions or what. But suffice to say, this is extremely unusual. I believe this was the second quickest and maybe the third quickest entry state has ever picked up two verbal commitments. One of those was when Christopher Dunn, by the way, the kicker committed, and that's not unusual for a kicker to jump on an offer when he gets an offer. Uh, this is probably unusual in that I'm not sure NC State has ever had a scenario where you had two players with that impressive Power 5 offer list jump off the board and enter NC State's recruiting class this early. Um, I'm going to guess, Ethan, you don't have any 2025 kids on your radar to be making any kind of announcements in the near future at this point.
1: I don't think so, but I do want to add that I think the fact that they are getting kids early in the class um, is a good indicator that NC State is a plan A for a lot of kids now, and I think they're recruiting profiles continuing to rise nationally as they have more and more success on the field um recruits notice that recruits are realizing that hey when I come here I'm completely comfortable I love the culture here um the other recruits and the commits are great and oh now I can win a lot of games here that's the standard that um coach Doran has set and um it's paying dividends right now you see it in the 24 class you see it in the 25 class i'm really excited to see if nc state can put another successful season together on the field maybe that plus these early commits from gus and will springboard us into something pretty special here with the 2025 class i think um it could be a breakthrough class for nc state and we'll see yeah, a lot
0: of times. Now I will say maybe we can wrap up on this. The the early in-state impressions in the class of twenty-five, Gus is a big timer. But uh, what you? It seems to me kind of on par with class of twenty twenty-four, where there's certainly some talent, maybe just not as deep as some previous years. It, it, the class of twenty-six looks freaking loaded upon loaded. Uh, but maybe the class of twenty-five a little bit. Uh, maybe lacking in numbers based on early offers. I don't even think NC State had put out a tremendous amount of NC State offers yet to the 25 class.
1: Yeah, um, there's still a lot to be determined about this year's in State class because, like you said, um, honestly, even nationwide, NC State hasn't extended a ton of 2025 offers so far, which is interesting Um So it'll be interesting to follow this fall once the coaches can, you know, get a, see some junior tape and see how they extend offers from there and how the in-state board gets assembled. But yeah, there's a few elite guys at the top. Um, some NC state's involved with some not. Um, but the, I think they have like 12 players ranked right now on three. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to see how the rest of that in-state class develops. And, uh, see who NC State likes this fall, and we'll go from there.
0: Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to follow. And I uh, echo what Ethan said. I think another big year. If NC State could have another successful year, uh, you know, this is one of those teams that if you're successful this year, I think you're looking at a successful one coming up again, sort of like that. You know, 2020 sort of set up 21 and 22 to be fun years for NC State a little bit better if they had been healthier. Um, uh, you know obviously Brennan Armstrong's a senior but you know you got MJ Morris waiting in the wings and the potential to have a run here if this year proved to be successful and I'll add that NC State's relatively low numbers of people transferring out I think gives credence to what they would probably brag about the culture here where maybe we're not the flashiest school out there the, uh, the biggest brand name school out there but We win. We win consistently. They've been ranked in the top 25, I think every year, but one since 2017 at some point. Um, And players like it here. They they don't leave. And if anything, they want to come after they realize they've been at another school Um, they realize that should have picked NC state. Sometimes we've seen that pop up. So um, I think all of that is starting to help NC state. So We'll see how it plays out. 17 days, Philip Rivers' is number to the start of the 2023 football season for NC State. So a couple quick reminders. Please follow us on our social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of them at the Wolfpacker. Uh, please, if you're watching this video on YouTube, uh, you got to see that game time app I was talking about. If you were listening, just take my word for it. It looks really nice. Um, but if you're watching, leave a comment, give us a rating. If you're listening, uh, wherever you may listen to your podcast, rate and review this podcast, if you will, please. Um, you can follow Ethan on Twitter, Ethan M McDowell on Twitter, two D's on McDowell. I don't know if I've ever said that before, but, um, we'll have a lot more coming up as we get closer and closer to game week against Connecticut. On the road. So for Ethan, I'm Matt. This has been the Warpacker Show.